Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer and try Peloton risk-free with Peloton Rentals at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard. And today's podcast is brought to you by Dondi B, uh, who has used the support function on Acast to basically buy an entire bag of beans. Um, so look out. Uh, Donna is one of my oldest friends, has left no message. Uh, but I'm going to tell you that one time we spent four hours at uh, Selvo's op shop. Um <laughs> And we started laughing at nothing and decided we were stupid to the power of stupid. Yeah. Thanks, Donna. Okay, let's go back to the Doctor Who movie with Paul McGann, who is wearing a Wild Bill Hickok costume and a cadaver's toe tag on his bare feet. Doctor gets Brian's old shoes. Um, Brian, who dumped Grace, took the couch, but somehow left a pair of shoes. He's obviously gone in a hurry. Why was she going out with him? He seems an emotional wreck. Um, Anyway, (laughs) Uh, Grace is looking at the doctor's blood under a microscope for some reason. Then she's like, oh, this is blood. This isn't blood. Um, And then she's like, I need to go for a walk for some reason. So they go outside. Uh, And the doctor's remembering his dad on Gallifrey and then thing. And then he's like, oh, I'm from Gallifrey. Uh, Just having, you know. Post-regenerative trauma, uh, not really remembering what's going on and remembers some weird things in the sky. Uh, He loves the shoes and goes for a run. Uh, Then, meanwhile, in uh, the TARDIS, the Master claims that the Doctor was Genghis Khan. And because the Master's claiming that the Doctor is him and vice versa, does that mean the Master was Genghis Khan the whole time? That's a, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's it, it, what's the point of that, or is the master just you know telling porkies? Um, then he gives Chang a couple of bags of gold dust, uh, which is clearly meant to be from 
fighting Cybermen. Um, and then they go into the TARDIS cloister room, uh, which is huge. And you can see space for, through the roof. The roof's transparent for some reason. Or it's a screen. It's a TV screen. <laughs> uh and there's burning torches everywhere, which worries me because the TARDIS often gets buffered. Like, I wonder about those torches falling on the floor. Then again, maybe the bath escapes and the flooding, constant flooding puts out the torches. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the Eye of Harmony is a big stone eye in the floor. Like, it looks like an eye. Like a, <laughs> it's, Again, it's a bit on the nose. Um, so, uh, Chang Lee pulls out a reflector staff and the master forces him to look into the light. Look into the light, Carol Ann. Uh, and then the eye begins to open. And when the eye opens, the doctor has a little attack. It's like, <gasps> oh my God. Then he kisses Grace uh, for some reason. Um, and then he goes, I know I am. I'm the doctor. Uh, and then they have another pash because she enjoyed it. Um, she's really not that upset about Brian leaving. It, it, this man's wearing his shoes. Uh, <laughs> this is, she's, she's got some problems. Um, so, uh, the Eye of Harmony shows the seventh Doctor and then the eighth Doctor and then the Doctor's eye, which the Master says is human. Uh, uh, and then it shows Grace because uh, we're seeing things from the Doctor's point of view all of a sudden. The Eye of Harmony is just like exposition central. Um, and then the Doctor's like, oh my God. And he closes his eyes because he realises he's being seen through. And then decides to do all of the exposition from the beginning of the episode about uh, the Master and Scaro and all that kind of thing. And and they can, like, the Master and Chang Lee can hear all this, but that's not mentioned. Uh, anyway, uh, the Doctor says, The Master can use the Eye of Harmony to take all of his remaining gener regenerations. Uh, and if the eye remains open, it'll suck the Earth in and that'll be the end of everything. Uh, so the Master's like, oh, this is total BS. Chang Lee, it's, it's lies. He's telling lies. This is it's the other way around. Um, I do like his commitment to to, to weaving a fiction. Um, the Doctor decides he needs an atomic clock to stop the Eye of Harmony. Uh, and Grace has had enough, so she runs off. Um, and so the Doctor chases her back to her house. Like they're just in the park outside. Um, and then uh, Lee says, oh, that's the surgeon who operated on the Doctor. So the Master's like, well, we need to find her. Uh, and so, and Grace wants to take the Doctor to a psych ward. She thinks he may have escaped from one. Um, I mean, she was at the hospital. That's where they met. Uh, and the Doctor's got, we've only got until midnight. For some reason, some spurious, unnamed reason, midnight is the end of everything. I mean, it is midnight, 1999. Uh, and this was made in 1996 when, you know, <laughs> Y2K was just starting to rear its ugly head. It's like, ah, the world's going to end. Um, oh, by the way, uh, I don't know if you've listened to the Headlong podcast, uh, but they do one on Y2K, which is fascinating. And it looks into like different facets of what Y2K meant to people, like not just the you know, supposed bug uh, that was going to be in everyone's computers, but people who thought because it was 2,000 years since Jesus, he was going to come back and, it, it, you know, the rapture was going to happen. Oh, and I've been playing this video game called Everyone's Gone to the Rapture, which is set in this quaint British town. Um, and you just got, like, it's 
like a first person shooter, but you don't shoot anything. Like it's sort of from the first person and you wander around. And whenever you like there's a holiday camp in the middle of the town, and whenever you go to the holiday camp in this quaint British town, uh it starts raining. Um <laughs> Just like you leave the camp and the rain stops, then you go back into the camp and it starts raining again. And I'm like, this is so British. Every time you try and go on holiday, the rain. Like I went to Blackpool, uh, which is uh, a seaside town in the north, um, and they had they used to have a Doctor Who exhibition thing there, which is the only reason I went. Uh, and it poured with rain, and it was the height of summer, like it was June or July or something. It was like radio holiday, so yeah, June. Do we did we have holidays in June? Um, anyway, uh, back to Doctor Who. <laughs> that was a, that was a that was a triple barreled diversion down a strange, mysterious cul de sac. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so Grace, like they've got to midnight. Uh, Grace calls an ambulance, um, and the doctor walks through her glass window, uh, and he says the molecular molecular structure of the world is breaking down. And so the news was mysteriously on. I don't know who turned the television on and when, but there it is. Um, the news is showing snow in Hawaii and there's thunderstorms and all sorts of stuff. And the news people are saying, well, you know, the Earth's magnetic core shifts every thousand years. And the doctor's like, oh, humans seeing patterns in everything. And then after all this, this destruction and disaster, they're like, oh, also they're opening an atomic clock. Uh, downtown here in San Francisco. And the doctor's like, oh, it's what I need. How convenient for the news. <laughs> I know it's, it's terrible storytelling 101. Um, anyway, uh, so the master and Chang obviously overhear Grace calling an ambulance. So they go there in the ambulance um, that they've stolen. Uh, and the, the, so the doctor's like, oh, hey, can you take me to the Institute of... Whatever it is, what, they, I don't know if you can hear those birds, but it is it is Crowtown this morning. Um, so yeah, the doctor's like, we're gonna go to the Institute of Institutes. Uh, I forgot the name of it. <laughs> and Grace is like, oh, I'm on the board of the Institute of Institutes. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just the the coincidences are amazing. Uh, so they're in the back of the ambulance, and Grace is uh, trying to talk to. Um, the master who is supposedly, <laughs> even though he's meant he's meant to be an ambulance guy, even though he's wearing a full length faux leather jacket, like it is clearly the rubberiest leather you've ever seen. It is not leather, whatever it is, it's um, some sort of plastique. Um, but yes, so that he's wearing this crazy Matrix style long leather coat uh, three years before the Matrix uh, <laughs> and his dark sunglasses. Like it, it, he's fully got the Keanu going on. Um, what What is it going on with like there's so many, so much of this is feeding into the Matrix. I want to see the Wachowskis browsing history before they wrote the Matrix because I'm pretty sure they watched this and the Deadly Assassin, and then they've gone, that that's a movie. We can make that. Um, so, uh, the anyway, Grace is talking to the master and saying, oh, I think, uh, what did Freud call it? Uh, you know, the transference. And then the doctor's like, oh, yeah, I've met Freud. It's lovely. Uh, we got along really well. <laughs> and, and then for some reason, Marie Curie and Grace is like, oh, does she kiss as good as I do? Uh, and then the master corrects her and goes, as well as I do. 
I kind of like the Eric Roberts master. He's he's camp and hysterical. Um, then the ambulance stops suddenly and his glasses fall off, uh, his sunglasses, and the doctor sees his green eyes, his weird snake eyes. And so then he spits acid master snot, snot master all over Grace, and it burns her. And then the doctor shoots him with a fire extinguisher and they run out into traffic, which has been stopped by chickens. <laughs> okay, chickens. <laughs> All right, that's enough for tonight. There'll be more tomorrow. This movie is interesting. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.